sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Warning, the following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. East Division, got to be real good. Uh, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, Islanders, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington. You got some good teams there. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliates on this Thursday, January 14th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. That's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls again right here on an Opposite Picks Thursday. Well, netting the big one. Where's Adam Silver when you need him? Trouble in paradise already. Forget the Astros as if the Rockets hit a home run. Another NFL miracle. Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins gaining some speed. Bubblegum talk in the NBA. Best of the best in the NFL. Uh, here's a six-pack worth drinking to. A-Roy taking the court. We have an NHL lock. And, of course, our opposite picks. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Thursday, January 14th. What's up, LL's loyal listeners? Well, we got a big deal in the NBA last night as uh, they set the uh, sports world uh, rocking as the New Jersey Nets slash Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they'll always be New Jersey, although originally they're actually New York. So New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn, what's the difference? Uh, the uh, tri-borough, multi-borough Nets acquired James Harden from the Houston Rockets in a four-team gazillion uh, player deal. How about that? And there's already trouble in paradise. Now, I've never heard of uh, Sportsnet New York. I don't know if my producer, Chris, who lives here in New York, is, has as well. But there's some interesting things that they're reporting today. Uh, basically, that uh, Kyrie Irving is, is a bozo, but you know, we'll paraphrase. But he's not too happy with the New Jersey Brooklyn Nets organization. Hasn't been for some time. We, we kind of know that. Uh, you know, he kind of leaked that out when he really downplayed the hiring of Steve Nash when he came out a week or so later and said, oh, you know what? The Steve Nash actually isn't a bad guy. You know, obviously, if you say that, that means you thought he was a bad guy or you thought he it was going to be a bad hire. Uh, and it also says that uh, good old Kyrie doesn't exactly get along with Kevin Durant. So there is trouble in paradise for sure. We'll get to that in a second because Kyrie's a bozo. We, we all know that at this point. 
Uh, but but this trade is just absolutely ridiculous. So we'll get into the MVA stuff a little bit. Uh, it is the subject of our poll question. I am curious to see how things turn out today, as I always am with our poll questions, uh, because it's popcorn radio at its finest. And that is our uh, big NBA trade yesterday. We got the start of the NHL season yesterday as well. College basketball heating up. Great game last night, Texas Tech in Texas. Uh, what is your least, not most, but least popular sport in your world right now? So NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball with the prima donna players in Major League Baseball and the proverbial others. So go to your opposite picks feed, get your voted, and uh, we'll update that a couple of times before we are through this morning for sure. But uh, it is a big day in the NBA because of what happened last night. So let's begin. First off, as we welcome in our full audience here, Scott Wetzel sitting in on a Thursday morning, six minutes past the hour, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, let's break it down as far as the, the Nets are concerned. Let's start there uh, because I can understand what uh, you know Houston is doing. They were put in a bad spot and they had to make a move. So let's start with the Nets. All right, they get James Harden. Uh, they're going to team him up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on paper. Best team in the East. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Maybe challenge the Lakers if they can really gel and work as a unit, which is difficult to do. I mean, it's been a long, long, long time since Kevin Durant and James Harden played back in their OKC days. I mean, what is that now, seven, eight years ago? So a lot has come uh, in between uh, those two since then to think that all of a sudden they're just going to gel on the court. And then you throw Kyrie into the equation. Let's throw all of Kyrie's dopey stuff out the window and just take it from a basketball standpoint. Think about this. I mean, is he really going to be happy being third fiddle here? I mean, he was first fiddle in Cleveland. They were the disaster. They bring in LeBron. He goes to second fiddle. They won, but he wasn't happy. He hated it. Gets moved to Boston. Hated it as first fiddle. So he's been first fiddle a couple of times, couldn't deal with it, didn't like being second fiddle, even to LeBron, who everyone's going to be basically second fiddle to. And now he's going to be asked to be third fiddle with the Brooklyn Nets behind Harden and Durant. This has got disaster. Forget all the other mumbo-jumbo stuff off the court with Kyrie. Forget about the contracts and everything else. Just take it from this year alone. This has got disaster written all over it. You know, Chris Bosh did what he had to do to win a couple of championships down in Miami playing second fiddle to D-Wade and LeBron. That is not Kyrie Irving. That, that You are going to have a fight on the court on who gets the basketball. You, you know it's not going to be Kyrie. You know, game on the line is going to be Durant one. Harden two, and then Kyrie a distant third. If you think that's going to sit well with Kyrie's people, you're kidding yourself. This has got disaster. I mean, just disaster written all over it. Again, if he wasn't happy playing second fiddle to LeBron, how in the fudge is he ever going to be happy playing third fiddle to James Harden and Kevin Durant? It's not happening. You mark my words. I don't think Kyrie is going to be long for this team. I think they are going to trade him. I wouldn't be surprised to see them trade him now, to tell you the truth. But what could you get for a guy who's basically been a wall? All right, we'll break it all down. Opposite picks Thursday morning right here. Keep doing it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. 
Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Uh, I'm not on social media, so you got to tell me what the news are. Uh, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn acquired James Harden from Houston. Wow. And in Indiana traded uh, Victor Oladipo to Houston, and, and uh, you know some other little pieces moved around in that way. But James Harden to Brooklyn was the big kind of news. Yeah, you know it's a, it's an amazing uh, move for Brooklyn. Obviously, uh, they got better, way better. Um, you know, and uh, they're really powerhouse right now in the East. Uh, having KD, James Harden, Kyrie Irving um, together in one team, you know that's that's tough. Um, but at the end of the day, we gotta focus on ourselves, and uh, we gotta keep improving, uh, keep playing good basketball, and uh, moving forward, we'll you know we'll see how this going to end up. Thank you, Giannis. A little bit from uh, Giannis, uh, the Greek freak is really not Greek, talking about the trade. You know, you talk about winners and losers in this deal. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, and Giannis are probably the biggest losers out of all of them. You know, there he is, you know, recommitting to the Milwaukee Bucks, signing this monster contract, thinking the Bucks are going to be the best team in the Eastern Conference. You know, they had the best record last year, so why wouldn't he think that? You know, he's back. That's the main cog, obviously. And uh, there really isn't a great team in the East. You know what's going to happen with Brooklyn. You know, you never know since uh, these guys didn't play last year. And uh, they go pick up Drew Holiday from uh, New Orleans. And he's thinking he's sitting on the top of the world now. Now, all of a sudden, you know, 24 hours later, you know, the Greek freak is sitting in Milwaukee. Uh, no offense, Milwaukee, but, uh, you know, it's a dump. And not that Brooklyn isn't, but uh, he's sitting there with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. You, you know, you, you're not beating the net. If the Nets get on paper what they need or get on the court what they have on paper, forget about it. This is a mismatch. You know, a Greek freak or no Greek freak. You know, uh, Greek freak Middleton and Holiday are not competing against Durant, Kyrie, and James Hart. Just not happening. So now he's stuck in the middle of nowhere with a no-nothing basketball team, which, oh, by the way, is struggling this year. Uh, unlike last year. So if you want to make a winners and losers list, start with the Milwaukee Bucks. They went from being the uh, consensus favorite in the East to now, you know, at best, at best second choice. But back to the overall deal, you know, with the New Jersey Brooklyn Nets. I, I mean, wh- where's Kyrie now? Again, there's no way he's going to be happy with this. Just, just no way. And, and knowing how sensitive he is, you know, his little relationship, however it was with Kevin Durant, seemingly is now going to get challenged, right? Because Durant, I tell you, they asked him about the deal last night, and, you know, he blew it off saying, well, it's not official, so I can't talk about it. Okay, sure, Kevin. But, uh, you know, one of the reporters did ask him, well, what was it like playing with Harden when they were back at OKC many moons ago? And he smiled and he laughed, you know, whether he was laughing at the question because the questionnaire won over the answer, uh, but he said it was great. So, you know, and the report there from, uh, you know, Sportsnet New York says that uh, Kyrie was not his first choice to join him in Brooklyn. Didn't say who was, but, uh, you know, they made it clear that Kyrie is not exactly buddy-buddy, best friends, lifelong buddies with uh, Kevin. And maybe James Harden is. So clearly, clearly Kyrie is on the outs in Brooklyn, and that is not going to sit well with him. You know, the guy begs himself out of Cleveland. He begs his way out of Boston. 
He thinks he's coming home, you know, living in New Jersey. It's going to be his team. It's not going to be Durant's team. It's going to be my team. This is my hometown. These are my people. And now he goes from being top of the rung to third fiddle. For a guy who thinks the world is flat, all right, and we didn't land on a moon. All right, you tell me that's going to sit well with him. Yeah, okay, sure. You know, a guy who already uh, has been AWOL now for basically a week. He's missed four games, still no word on when he's going to play. They're crossing their fingers, hoping it'll be this weekend. Again, this has got disaster written all over it. And here's the kicker to it all. You know, you're talking about burying the lead, Scott. Well, the kicker to it all is they're forfeiting, in essence, eight First round draft choices for a player who could leave after two seasons. Two. Yeah. Believe it or not, you know, the four first rounders they gave up, and then four others that Houston can say, I'd rather have yours than ours. Now, is it a foregone conclusion? that Brooklyn's is going to be better than Houston's? You know, not necessarily. You would think it would be the other way around if, if Houston flounders, so they'd be keeping their own draft choices and not making a swap. But the Nets lose control, we'll say, of eight first-round picks. How in the fudge is Commissioner Adam Silver allowing this to happen? And they're doing it for a guy who could walk after a season and a half. This season and next season, and then he becomes a free agent if he declines his player option, which we all know he will. Now, that's not necessarily a, a, a sign that he's absolutely going to leave, but when you're 33 years old, as Kevin Durant will be in two years, and you're 32 years old, as James Harden will be in two years, you're going to opt out of that last year of your contract, and they both have it, both of them. In fact, oh, by the way, all three of them, Durant, Harden, and Kyrie have the ability to opt out of their contracts after next season. The Nets could be just as bad as bad can be if all these guys say, good gravy, I hate Brooklyn, I hate New York, I hate the traffic, I hate the smell, I hate the taxes, I hate all the people, I hate the organization, I hate whatever, I just want to get the fudge out of here. I want a championship maybe and I want to leave, or I didn't win and I want to leave, I want to go to the better surroundings. They all, all three could leave, and the Nets are holding the bag with no team and no first-round picks for the next six years after that. How does Adam Silver allow that to happen? That somewhere along the line, you know, you help the guy who's ready to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, right? You know, pardon the pun there. You don't let him jump and say, well, that, that's on you. Go ahead, right? You, you do the right thing, and you step in, and you say, no, 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 you don't, don't jump, all right? So no, 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 Nets, you can't do this. You know, if these guys are locked in for the next four years, all right, maybe you can understand that. But again, all three of those guys have a player option for the 2022-23 season after next year. They all could say, screw this, go. We're, we're out of here. And again, the Nets are holding a bag. That is just a dumb trade. That That is just dumb. I, I don't care, you know, unless all three of these players – and Durant and Harden's especially. If they were willing to rip up their contracts or at least get extended right now, okay, then I'll make the deal. 
I have to have a a commitment of at least four years, at least four seasons out of these guys. And you think about the Nets, and I know what you're saying. Well, you know, Scott, the Nets paid Durant $30-plus million last year, and they knew they were paying him for nothing because he was injured, and there's no way he would do that, and blah, 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 blah. You you don't know that. These are NBA players. You you don't know what they're capable of. There's no loyalty to the NBA. Well, listen, you know, the Houston Rockets paid James Harden $30-plus million for a long, 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 long time, and he wanted out, and he made his demand so bad that they were forced to trade him. There's no loyalty with these players. So don't tell me that they're not capable of going to the Nets and saying, we're opting out, and I'm sorry, we're going down to Miami, or we're going to the Clippers, or we're going to Toronto, or we're going wherever the case may be. That That's where the trouble lies with this trade for the Nets. Three superstar players trying to get them to fit together, and then even if you do, you got the you know cross your fingers that these guys all want to stay here three years from now when they opt out and again they will you know that that's how it is you don't you're not 33 Kevin Durant and you're going to play another year uh, you want to be able to opt out same thing with 32 year old James Harden you're going to opt out when you still have one more shelf life on your uh, you know in your legs and in your body and everything else now now at 32 33 you could still go to a team and say I, I want a four-year deal you know, when you're one year older, it's a little tougher to ask for that stuff. So they are opting out. Not a guarantee that they would necessarily leave, but this is going to be, you're going to get, literally, you traded away, in essence, eight first-round picks and a couple of decent players for basically six months of a season. All next year, that's all you're going to hear about. Are you going to opt out? Are you going to opt out? Are you going to opt out? We saw it with Durant before at Golden State. We saw it with Anthony Davis down in uh, uh, New Orleans. Uh, it, it is, you know, for six months you traded Earth a first-round pick. The rest is going to be just aggravation unless these guys really make a commitment, and I don't think they will. Boy, what a dumb trade. And again, I don't know how the commissioner allows this to happen. I just don't get it. All right, opposite picks on a Thursday morning just getting started. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. He wants to, he wants to play there. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, KD and, and, and James play together in OKC. Then you add another guy, Kyrie. Um, you know, lost some some key players. You know, Jared Allen, Karis Burt, but um, you know, they look good on paper, and we'll see. You know how it goes when when those guys, uh, you know, get in between the lines and get a chance to to play alongside each other. Dave. There talking about the big trade last night with the Nets landing James Harden in essence for uh, eight first round picks in essence and uh, a couple of players uh, that we'll uh, throw at you here in a second. But our poll question is with the emergence of the NBA or maybe the detraction of the NBA, we get the NHL season starting. 
Uh, what is your least favorite sport? Because I get this all the time. Oh, Scott, I don't want to talk about the NBA. I hate the NBA, blah, 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 blah. So, okay. Uh, you know, fair enough. Well, let's see what you have then. Uh, so go to the Opposite Picks uh, Twitter feed and NBA, NHL, MLB, or the proverbial other. Yesterday, with the NHL season starting, we threw out the little popcorn replacement radio. Who's winning the Stanley Cup and uh, other Mostly Colorado, but we had a couple of Toronto, some Islanders thrown in there, Nashville, good little mix, uh, but other wins at 32%. And uh, Las Vegas, the Golden Knights had 18 and a point seven. Tampa Bay had 18.1, and then the proverbial who cares uh, came in second. So you have other and the who cares at the 31% of the vote. So I uh, love you guys. By the way, I, I will tell you uh, early on, NBA at 45%. Uh, you know, we posted this about 15 minutes ago, so not a lot of votes, but still early on, NBA leading at 45%. I must say, you know, if, if you like, uh, you know, putting a couple of shekels down on the NHL, one of your better plays. Now, we did this with the Heisman. Well, actually, we did. We did it with the first overall pick. I was telling you on FanDuel for the longest, longest time that Trevor Lawrence would be the number one overall pick. And on FanDuel, all you had to do was lay six to one, which is, you know, listen, who wants to do that? Nobody. I get that. And I don't generally do that. However, you know, there was just no way in the world he was not getting drafted number one. Now, it still might not happen. It's not a winner. But, you know, the line now is up to like 40 to one, literally. So... Uh, but I have another little early winner here for you. Get in before this line jumps, and I'm telling you right now, it will. They have a bet on FanDuel on who's going to make the postseason in the NHL. And they have the Tampa Bay Lightning as 6.5 to 1, almost similar as the Trevor Lawrence thing. Again, who wants to lay 6.5 to 1? And for the novice, that means you have to lay $650 for every $100 you win. And that, that's you know, Those are big odds. I get that. However, that said... They're in a division that is by far the easiest in the NHL. I, I think the league did a pretty good job. You know, they, they were restricted. What are you going to do? Those teams in the East all had to be in the East. You know, you, you would have loved to have put, the, you know, Tampa Bay and Florida in the East as well as they are. But there's just, you know, there's too many teams in this New York metropolitan area with New Jersey and Washington and the Rangers and the Bruins and the Islanders. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's even not that far. I guess they, you know, wanted to keep Pittsburgh in the same division as Philadelphia. I, I mean, literally, you have Philadelphia, New Jersey, Washington, New York, Boston, and the Islanders. Six teams, I would say, separated by... What, 250 miles? It's about 250 from uh, New York to Boston. Uh, it's probably less than that to Washington. It's certainly less than that to, to Philadelphia. I, I mean, it, so those teams had to be clumped together. And then you wanted to put Pittsburgh with Philadelphia, natural rivalry. And the only outsider, if you will, is Buffalo. And, you know, I suppose you could have put them in the central. But, you know, how can you have two teams in the same state not be in the same, you know, division? So that said, um, they had to stick. You know, Tampa Bay in the Central. And Tampa Bay in that division, tell me a scenario how they're not going to be a top-four team. Top-four teams in every division make the playoffs. Chicago, as we saw last night, just absolutely stinks. They, they, they might not win literally 10 games this year. I mean, they are atrocious. Uh, Detroit was beyond brutal last year, so automatically, just absolutely automatically throw two teams out. Now you got to worry about Tampa Bay being uh, the top four out of six teams. You got Columbus, not too bad. Carolina, not too bad. You know, Dallas goes to the finals. You know, Florida, those stinks. Nashville's on the decline. You know, there's, you know, there's just no way Tampa Bay's not finishing the top four. So, again, 
You know, if if you don't mind laying six and a half to one, which I get is is a pricey little figure, but still, there you know it, it would take a couple of injuries and you know a couple of more injuries and, and guys just not being focused. And I don't think John Cooper's going to allow that to happen. I, this team has been climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing up the hill. They're finally at the top. And as easy as that division is, you know, if they're playing in the East, I get it. If they're playing in the uh, the West, I get it. Um, I, I don't think necessarily in the North, in the Canadian division, but in those other two divisions, okay, you can make the case. But, boy, they, they would have to just fall flat on their faces. So there, there's your hockey futures bet. Uh, lay the six and a half to one because Tampa Bay is, is making it. Um, that all said, you know, uh, NHL is on the horizon, so you get your vote in there, and we'll check out the, the opposite picks uh, question of the day and a couple of times. So back to the Nets trade. So they get James Harden. So, again, uh, you know, we ran down the Nets angle of it. I really don't understand how they can allow this to happen. I, You know, I, I'm not too thrilled with Adam Silver. You know, <coughs> I, I generally like him. I, I, I think he's a people's guy, and, you know, he, he's – uh, you know, done a good job of, uh, you know, keeping things uh, happy between the players and the owners. And that's the best thing you could ask from a commissioner. But, you know, I tell you, he dropped the ball with the Kobe Bryant situation. He never, ever went public, never held a press conference to, to you know, give his sorrow and, and offer condolences. I thought it was very, very, very strange. I still think that's very weird. Um, and, and now with this stuff, I mean, you just can't sit by and allow this stuff to happen. I mean, you got to help this dopey Nets team out. I mean, eight first round picks again, the last four are swaps, but th that's like the new thing now, you know, Adam's got to Google Ted Septian and, and figure out what the fudge is going on. This is why you don't allow teams to control their own destiny because you get wacky owners that are willing to do anything for just one win, one championship, when in reality, you, you just you can't do that. It's it's too stupid. Uh, so, good, Adam, do yourself a favor and, and Google Ted Septian, please, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, and, and see what you find, and then get back to us on allowing this trade to go through. Because the Nets give up two pretty good serviceable players, uh, the four absolute picks, but they rotated them. You know, the Septian rules, you can't trade back-to-back first-round picks. So what's, you know, now in, in uh, vogue in the NBA is you trade a first-round pick, as uh, they're going to do next year, and then you trade the ability to swap out of a first-round pick. So if Houston finishes with a better record than the Nets, will say, the Rockets have the ability to say, all right, you take our 30th first-round pick, we're going to take your 20th first-round pick. They have that four different times uh, spliced inside the four absolute first-round picks they're getting. And that's how they've gotten, gotten away with not being able to trade back-to-back first-round picks. I, I just think it's crazy. I, it, like I said, it's dumb. It's just dumb. All these guys, you're getting a year and a half. And again, as I mentioned before, next year, that, that that's going to be the talk. Are you going to opt out? Are you going to opt out? Six months of peace, which is now being dominated by Kyrie being a bird brain, and then it's going to be nothing but, you know, are you resigning? Are you resigning? Do you like it here? Everything else. I, I mean, it's it's just stupid. It's, it's just stupid. You know, and then as far as, yeah, you, you know who won yesterday, believe it or not? I probably made the best deal out of all of them. The Cadavers. They get two pretty good players, especially Jared Allen and Torian Prince from the Nets. And all they give up is a first-round draft choice from Milwaukee. Not their own. From the Bucks. 
which figures to be, you know, what, 20, 25, who knows, 30, you know? Uh, they may win a championship, for goodness sakes. It's, it's kind of hard to believe that they, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. So you know it's not going to be top 10, top 15. You know, you're looking at about a 25th overall pick, which in the world of the NBA is basically worthless. It really is. And for that, they get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. That, that's pretty darn good. You know, the Pacers flipping Oladipo. Um, you know, Karis LeVert's a nice player. Is he Victor Oladipo? I don't think so. But considering that he was going to leave at the end of the year, uh, they did, you know, fairly well in this in this trade. You know, the Rockets, I like the ability to get the four first-rounders. Now, you want to be a naysayer in that? Uh, the naysayer would say, Houston, what did you get? You got Victor Oladipo, who is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And already there's a report that says he doesn't want to be with the Rockets. You're going to get four first-round picks for the Nets, 22. So not this year, but the following year. And then in 24, then in 26. Um, you know, so who's to say that the Nets are going to be awful? I mean, the Mets, the Nets, if things go right, are going to be good. I mean, you know, you got Durant and, and Harden, you know, still relatively in their prime. So those first-round picks are going to be 20 or worse. And then even if you have the ability to swap, chances are you're going to suck and the Nets are going to be good. So you're not going to want to swap. So so what did you really get? You got Victor Oladipo who wants out. You know, a couple of stiffs and Dante Exum and then, uh, you know, Korax from the Nets who I never heard of. Who cares? And four first-round picks that are in the 20s. Who cares? You know, you gave away one of the top 10 players theoretically in the NBA and you really didn't get anything concrete back. You really didn't. And if Oladipo wants out, like the report says today he does, you got to flip him now. You, you you have to, you know, they're in a strange spot. They're, they're in a spot in that they're a win-now team. You know, you sign Boogie Cousins. You make the trade for John Wall. You know, you, you wanted to pair them up with uh, Harden and, and maybe have a triumphant there that gets them over the hump. And you've gone from that to a broken down John Wall that you can't build around. See Washington, you know DeMarcus Cousins, who it's only a matter of time before he's going to say, "Yeah, I didn't sign up for this," uh, and and nothing. You know, can you get a first round pick for Oladipo? You know, maybe, but it's going to be a late first rounder. No, no one's signing him knowing he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So it can be good. But chances are it can be bad as well. Very strange, very strange NBA trade as well. More coming up, including a Philadelphia 76er angle that I just don't believe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, yours truly sitting in, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time on Sports Grid Radio, heard on your uh, local affiliates as well as Sirius XM Channel 204. 
on our uh, new home on uh, the Three Letter Network Series XM. Breaking down the NBA trade. Got some great news for Dolphin fans coming up. Uh, some more NFL notes as we'll update the uh, playoff situation with a couple of players who I'm sure will all play. Uh, but we'll get to that uh, here in a second. Let me just finish up on this uh, James Harden stuff, and then we'll move on. Uh, you know, the one thing that is, uh, look, I don't believe this. These bozos don't know anything. <clears throat> I, I just refuse to believe this. NBC Sports in Philadelphia is reporting that, you know, we all know the Sixers and Nets were the two teams that were going hard and heavy with the Rockets for James Harden, right? <clears throat> so supposedly, according to NBC Sports, the Rockets were asking the 76ers for Ben Simmons, uh, draft choices, and Matisse Thibel. Now, they are reporting <clears throat> that the Sixers were balking at that, and they were looking to throw in Tyrese Maxey instead of Thibel. Uh, what's the difference, Scott? Who cares? Well, uh, I mean, I, I did, you know, that can't be. That, that just can't be. You're telling me the Philadelphia 76ers are not acquiring James Harden, the bozo that he is, but still it is James Harden. You're telling me that the Philadelphia 76ers are not acquiring James Harden because they didn't want to give up a guy who's averaging two points a game and, uh, and, and good old Matisse, who averaged four points a game last year? Come on, please. You know, James Harden's stock may have dropped, but it hasn't dropped that much. They got no problem trading Ben Simmons. No, no, that that's not the problem. No no problem trading away, I'm sure, you know, one, two, three first-round draft choices. No, 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 that, that's not the problem. Boy, but boy, we want to hold on to this Matisse Thibel and his two points a game. Well, what are we going to do without those two points, Mr. Vegas? We're going to lose every single game. We're going to go from a championship-caliber team to, you know, going with the Cleveland Cadavers for the first overall pick. No, no, we got to hold on to Thibel. No, no, no way. Are you kidding? No way. No way. That, 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 they, they, you know, dyslexia kicked in with NBC Sports in Philadelphia. They must have it backwards. They must have been asking for Maxi, who's not a bad player, and instead Philadelphia was looking to throw in this other stiff. You, you cannot tell me that you're not acquiring one of the best players in the NBA, again, the, the bozo that he is, for a guy who is averaging two points a game. Two. One rebound. Less than an assist a game. And, and it's not like he was great last year either. I mean, come on. He's 23 years old. I get it. He's a first-round pick. But it's been a couple of years, and he's not exactly shining here. Uh, they have to have that the other way around. Because Maxie, again, is a halfway decent player. He is averaging double digits. They must have been asking for him and a, even that, though, I mean, if you're Philadelphia, you're not trading for, theoretically, one of the best players in the NBA, maybe a guy that's going to put you over the top. You know, you team him with Embiid. Uh, you know, but if, if they were willing to give up Simmons, you're telling me that they'd be willing to give up Simmons but not Maxi. I, I, I just, I, I don't believe that stuff. I, I really don't. I, I think that's just all made up. Not necessarily made up, but it's, it's just... Again, Fibel's averaging two stinking points a game. You're sitting there telling me they're not going to acquire a guy who averages 25 to 35 points a game because you want to hold on to a guy who's averaging two. You know, when the Mope who comes up with this report, even if he got it from a source, doesn't he say, well, well you know, well, wait a minute. My, my, my editor's going to look at me like I got five years. I mean, you're not making a deal for James Harden because you don't want to give up a guy averaging two points a game. I can't sell that. You know, I'll make something up. I'll throw it out there. Well, you go ahead. You know, if I get some hits for our website, no problem. But you got to give me something more than that. I mean, he doesn't question that. 
He doesn't build that into his report that, strange as it may be, you know, the Sixers aren't acquiring a guy who averages 30 points a game because uh, they don't want to release a guy who's averaging two. Uh, These guys are bozos. They're just all bozos. So... And, and, you know, for all those folks who think that Kevin Durant and James Harden are going to work out because they're best buddies, how did Russell Westbrook and James Harden work out? One year, right? We went through this same routine last year. All right, Harden forces out Chris Paul. He brings in his buddy Russell Westbrook. You know, they played together at OKC. They're good friends, blah, 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 blah. It's going to be great on the court. Yeah. One year later, and Westbrook has gone to Washington, sent to NBA Siberia, and, and Harden is opting, you know, get, getting himself out of Houston as well. So that, that you know, buddy-buddy relationship that you count on. And then you got dopey Adrian Wojnarowski over at the Four Letter Network. I mean, are, are these guys, like, brain dead? I mean, do, do they just, do they ever just stop and think about things that they're told and question that? You know, I mean, is it just automatically, okay, I'm told this, so I'm going to believe it? Do they ever just say, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense? Is that notion ever, you know, sat in with good old A.W.? He says that the hardened trade will make it easier for the Nets to convince Durant to sign an extension in the future. Why? What makes you say that? You know, if you look at their contracts, as I've been pointing out, they both can opt out after next season. What makes you think that this is going to help the Nets sign Durant? Because they have another guy who can opt out. And and like I said, they both will. They both may resign. But you know they're both going to opt out. They're both going to ask for super max money. You're going to have to give two guys in their early 30s, literally, 45 to 50 million dollars a year. The, the, the you know James anyway is making 40 uh, and Durant is making uh, you know 35 plus. So they're both going to be maxing out to the the ultimate extreme. You're going to have to give two guys that are in the downside of their career max money. And oh by the way, Kyrie Irving can opt out after next season as well and you got to decide what you're going to do with Kyrie. I, I don't see how this is going to help the net situation Eddie. You know, to me, it's going to make it worse because now Durant and Harden can sit there and say, well, you know what? They're either signing both of us or neither of us because, uh, Kevin, if you leave, if I'm James Harden, I'm not staying here with with Kyrie and that bird brain. And Durant says to to Harden, listen, if you're not staying, I'm not staying with Kyrie. I've had enough of him after two years. So it's a package deal. Now the Nets are looking at investing $100 million in two players. That doesn't help their situation. If they weren't on the same year, maybe, but they are. You you talk about a power play. You go to that Nets front office and you say, I don't care if I'm 33. I don't care if I'm 43. You gave up eight stinking first-round draft choices to make this thing happen. And here we are a year and a half later. You're going to sign on the dotted line. Otherwise, me and James are going off to Phoenix or going off to Miami or going off to wherever. No, this does not. Uh, I hate to break it to you there, Adrian, but whoever your sources are that told you that lame brain notion, you know, again, stop and think. Quick to work the Twitter feed, aren't you? But they're not so quick to really think things out. This is the worst scenario you could have if you're a Nets management folk. I mean, having three guys opt out, no, this is not good at all. Now, even down in Miami when LeBron opted out, you know, he was the lone one. Uh, You know, they they didn't have all three guys, Bosh and and, – um, you know, what's his face? Uh, stay in there. So Dwayne D Wade, not good at all. Not, not good at all. 
And again, now reports from Sportsnet New York saying that Kyrie uh, is pissed off at the Nets organization. Why? Typical NBA reason why. If I, if I told you it was a typical NBA reason why, what would you say? Quick little quiz, right? He apparently wanted more input in the head coach and hiring process. I'm telling you, I knew that from the get-go, that he was not in favor of Steve Nash. He ripped Steve Nash from the beginning. You know, as, as I told you, about a week or two weeks in, he made it seem like, oh, well, this Steve Nash actually is a pretty good guy. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame player, you dope. You know, but that that showed you that he was not happy with this hire. He didn't have a say for some particular reason. Now, I don't know why he wouldn't. You know, I, I'm not saying he's necessarily wrong from a fan standpoint, but when the NBA player is unhappy, it's generally not about money. It's about lack of respect, lack of power. You know, that boy, that, the, the the sports world, whether it's uh, our guy, Deshaun Watson, former or future uh, Miami Dolphin, uh, or now Kyrie, you know, he's got to be pissed off at the organization because he couldn't pick his, his uh, you know, his boss, in essence, his head coach. Wow. And then they also reported that the Kyrie was not Katie's first choice. I don't know who his first choice was. I don't know who else was out there. I'd have to go back and see, but uh, – he hasn't played since January 5th, and who knows when he is going to play again. So, amazing. I say future Miami Dolphin because uh, the Miami Herald, uh, Armando Salguero, who I've had on my program a few times over the years, seems to be in tune with the Dolphin scene, spoke to yesterday, according to his story anyway, three Miami Dolphin players who basically must be Scott Wetzel opposite pick listeners. Because they said, or maybe Armando is, uh, because they said everything that I've been saying over the last couple of days, and really the last three, four weeks about two attacks, those three unnamed Dolphin players felt that guaranteeing uh, two of the starting job next year was wrong, and they didn't think that he showed enough to be guaranteed the starting job. When the head coach and the GM, when asked about all the other players, as I pointed out last week, when they were asked about all the other players, Chris Greer or, or uh, Brian Flores, head coach, GM, vice versa, they both said, nope, nothing's guaranteed. Nope, this is 2020. We haven't evaluated for next year. Everyone's got to win their job, blah, 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 blah. But then when Greer was asked about the Tua, oh, absolutely, he's our starter. And I thought that was strange. I said, why is he, you know, why didn't any of the nitwit reporters down there question why is the quarterback getting the pass for next year, but everyone else isn't? They weren't smart enough to, to ask that question. But these three Dolphin players were, though. Uh, give, the, give the players more credit for being better reporters than the reporters themselves. You know, according to the story with, with Armando, the three players are like, what the fudge? You know, why is he getting, you know, a starting job handed to him and no one else is? The players supposedly told Armando that we always think next man up no matter what the situation, but I saw Tua as the next man up because uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the better player. Said they had nothing against Tua, but it's just that, you know, they're not idiots. They realize how good Ryan Fitzpatrick was and how bad Tua was. Uh, on the quarterback situation, they, they were quoted as saying, I don't know, man, that's like a puzzle right there. That's what is said, capital letters. So the players, uh, according to the report, questioned whether Tua had any special skills beyond his accuracy, which, quite frankly, is not very good. Uh, and one openly admitted to being frustrated when he was told that Tua would have the starting job versus Buffalo, uh, not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, they were caught off guard when he was named starter in week seven. They were unimpressed with Tua during training camp. I mean, this team 
They may like Tua. They love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, and they realize he's the better of the two quarterbacks. That's not a good thing. You know what that means? Dolphins have a choice to make. Three choices. One, trade for our guy to Sean Watson. Two, keep Tua as the starter. Three, in a correlated move, you got to get rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can't have a backup who's actually better than a starter. And once the players realize the backup is better than a starter and you're not starting him, that's trouble. That's trouble. But all this discontent, even though the Dolphin fan base, as I told you yesterday, seems to love Tua for some reason, this discontent within the organization might prompt the Dolphins to pull the trigger on the Sean Watson trade. As long as we continue to get stories like this, the Dolphins should be open to making that move. And I'm telling you, I would make that move in a heartbeat. Opposite picks on a Thursday morning. Series 6, 7, 7, 2, 4. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Picks on this Thursday, January 14th on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, and your local affiliates all around the country. Uh, anyone trying to check us out on YouTube, uh, YouTube's having some issues as they have from time to time. So, uh, no YouTube today, but uh, hopefully we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Our poll question is out, up, and running on this uh, Thursday morning. Big NBA trade last night, start of the hockey season last night. You got college basketball heating up, your least popular sport in your sports world right now. Uh, NBA leading the way, 47%, over 47% of the vote. Baseball, uh, just over 29% of the vote. Uh, NHL, 17% of the vote. And other, uh, just under 6% of the vote. So go to your opposite pick speed, get your vote in, and uh, again, we'll update that a couple of times before uh, we are through. A uh, little uh, NFL talk here with uh, some of the uh, postseason stuff. We'll get to that next hour. But again, you know, any kind of uh, dissension that we can have with the Miami Dolphin quarterback situation is good in my book. I I, I want them to go get Deshaun Watson. I, I do. Listen, if the dopey New Jersey Brooklyn Nets are willing to give up access to control of eight first round picks for a player who literally can leave after a year and a half, then the Dolphins should be able to give up two first-rounders for a player who's barely entering his prime and figures to be within your organization for the next 10 years. I mean, really, if you were, you know, hedging on this possible trade, if it really is possible, if you really thought, well, two first-rounders, Scott, and and Tua, who was a first-round pick last year, so in essence, you're giving up three first-rounders. Oh, boy, that's a lot. Holy fudge. You know, all you have to do is look and see what the Nets did. You know, to the fault of the Nets, at least they're trying. So, you know what, Dolphins? Give up two first-rounders versus basically eight for a player who's going to be with you for the next 10 years instead of a year and a half. We 
are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage.